Howdy, everybody. It's me, Jan Michael Vincent. I'm back with uh, another episode of Airwolf Audio Commentary. Uh, first off the bat, I want to apologize for uh, there being a big gap in time here between uh, the last episode and the one I'm doing right now. <clears throat> In a effort of full disclosure, I had to spend some time in uh, rehab for alcohol again. And uh, for those of you who are a little confused by that, they yes, they do in fact have uh, rehab up in heaven. Uh, it's a little... Uh, facility. It's not cheap, let me tell you that much, and god damn it, I have not been able to earn a penny off of these uh, audio commentaries yet, so, but I'm paying this off in installments, but it was, uh, it was a couple weeks at a place called Heavenly Gates, and uh, it's got a lovely view, because it's all, you know, it's heaven, it's all sort of fake, but you know, on one side of me, there's an ocean cliff, and on the other side are snow-capped mountains, and you know, you got tropical rainforests on one end, and on the other end, you got uh, well, you get you get the idea. I mean, it's just supposed to be a peaceful couple of weeks where you re reflect on uh, what you're going through. So, uh, you know, a couple of days sober here, and by the grace of God, and you know, also with His financial help, I'm hoping, you know, God's basically uh, like the government up here. <clears throat> so, yeah, Jim Michaels at it again. Just going to try and walk that line. Meanwhile, I got a contract to, uh, you know, attend to. So we're we're on episode three here. It's called Daddy's Gone Hunting. And uh, let's go ahead and press play. A little, uh, here we go. Theme song is... Uh, Playing. Now this is an interesting thing. They are showing clips from the episode you're about to watch. It's very odd. Uh, not a lot of shows do that because it's a terrible idea. Now here we go. Let's get it rocking, boys. Get that theme song playing. There I am looking determined, flying a helicopter. Yeah. Old one eye, he's back. God bless Alex Cord. There's Ernie. Yeah, actually, I gotta say, my last night before going checking myself into Heavenly Gates, I spent it with old Ernie. Uh, you know, we went to this uh, bar kind of near my place. Ah, oh, fucking god damn it! I a uh, commercial. Hold on, I'm going to mute this so I can talk. Yeah, so Ernie and I went to this bar, you know, not far from my uh, home here in heaven, called St. Petey's, and it's just a little bit of a rowdy place. Um, but we had a, we had ourselves a pretty good time, and I ended up drinking about two bottles of Goldschlager, and, uh, which is about, it's weird up here because you're dead and you're not really... Uh, you know, an entity of uh, blood and, and stuff. So it's hard to get blood alcohol. So I had previously drinking, drank, drinking, uh, one single bottle of uh, Jägermeister, and I felt, you know, fine. I felt like a million bucks. And so I thought, well, shit, you can't, you know, uh, there's no consequences up here. So I, I put pedal to the metal and polished off two of those bottles and sure enough that's the that's what happens you get drunk all right uh 
We're back from commercial. We're doing a little zoom in to, uh, I guess, what's Vietnam. It's, I mean, it's probably Chinatown in downtown L.A., but, you know, you can't tell the difference. This little kid was great. He, uh, he ended up bringing a baseball and glove uh, to the set, you know, kind of to pass the time. And he wanted me to throw a catch with him. Now, uh, I'm, I'm a dead man, so I'm not going to uh, feel embarrassed at all anymore. And I know I look manly, but uh, Jan Michael throws a baseball like a itty-bitty girl. And, uh, you know, I tossed it a couple times, and he just laughed at me. And I told him to go fuck himself. And, you know, I don't think I spoke to him the rest of the, that week's of shooting. Oh, all right. Damn. I mean, they were just beating the shit out of this kid, huh? How the hell did you get away with that? What's fun is I never watched Airwolf originally, even though I was a star. and uh, So it's fun. These are kind of new to me as well. I have no idea who this character is. Got a nice head of hair. I, that, is that a rug? That looks like a, a fine toupee, I think. I mean, Jan Michael's gonna admit something here. He's a little confused. Is this kid supposed to be Vietnamese? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, this is an Aryan if I've ever seen one. All right, that's a nice Hollywood dissolve there. It tells you everything you need to know. That's my goddamn kid. So the backstory is I fucked some broad over in Vietnam, and she pumped out a perfectly blonde-haired Aryan kid, and I haven't seemed to... I didn't bring him up two previous episodes. a fun little backstory here is I uh, am not wearing pants in this scene. I, I sometimes would show up to set, you know, just with uh, the top part of my costume and nothing down below. I mean, not even, you know, some Hanes or anything. And uh, a lot of the crew found this hilarious, you know, uh, all, the, all the guys, really. None of the women uh, seemed to find it very funny. And eventually we had to fire the ones who, you know, were sour pusses and uh, replaced them with men who would laugh at, you know, my efforts at, of humor. So uh, there's a per important lesson to be learned there, kids, which is, uh, you know, placate the star, you know, know, know your lane, I think is what they say now. It's like, you're just a makeup artist. There's thousands of you in the city and uh, we can replace you at a moment's notice and you can't really say the same with the star of a action television series. So. I'm starting to trying to remember if my fingernail was always uh, bruised like that. I mean, that thing does not seem to want to heal itself. Uh, alcohol ever clear? <laughs> God, I miss it. I miss it so much. I miss it, you, you know. Now, a lot of you uh, probably noticed, but I'm, even though I can play the cello beautifully, uh, I'm not actually doing it in that scene because it would be too goddamn loud. We constantly 
would be saying something. We'd be saying, huh, what, huh, you know, back and forth. And that makes for a boring scene. So what do they do is I fake play and then they pump it in afterwards. Mastery of Silence, a.k.a. Too Drunk to Remember My Lines. That's a good little patch of dialogue right there. You know, good guys, bad guys. It's kind of a Western feel to it. A little bit of a fat joke there towards uh, Ernie Borgnine. You gotta love a good fat joke, you know? And uh, maybe one day I'll record a audio commentary of Jan Michael watching My 600 Pound Life because I just let him rip during that. I mean, that's a funny, funny show. Uh, those people struggling to lose all, you know, five, th 500 pounds or so. In fact, one thing I love about it is, you know, at the end of it, you know, they whatever weight they lose due to, you know, not eating, uh, you know, Snickers every 10 minutes and the uh, lap band surgeries that, you know, they get on the scale and they've gone from 600 to 280, you know, and they're, they start, you know, sh shaking those turkey arms and they're celebrating. And it's like 280 is big lady. I mean, as you're a big woman. Or man, you know, but it's, a lot of times it's just women on that show. Anyway, that makes Jan Michael laugh because, uh, you know, I was a beautiful specimen when I was a human being. Perfect body, flat abs, good-sized hog, too. I'm not ashamed to admit, but I can also uh, guess that you would have guessed it. Hello, lady. Look at me. I'm that. That was some, some emotion from uh, your boy. I was really trying to cry here, but uh, one side effect. One <clears throat> excuse me. One side effect of alcoholism is uh, completely. Uh, Dries you up inside. Having not seen the show that I'm a star of, I'm going to start piecing together. Uh, me and her got together at some point and produced that bleach blonde surfer boy that we saw earlier, how, how the hell did that happen? Uh, I mean, that's a, that's a bit of a stretch. But we'll go with it, you know. The show's uh, not called uh, The Trials and Tribulations of uh, Army Dad and Vietnam Family. This is uh, called Airwolf, and it's about a helicopter and, you know. Now, this was one of the scarier days because, as you can see, that big chunk of that was uh, all one take. And uh, I remember the director saying that's how we were going to do it. We weren't going to cut or anything. And I just thought, God damn it. I mean, you know, I, I have a tough time remember, remembering lines and saying them correctly. And, uh, 
just to fucking not have that crutch of, you know, pushing in for a close-up so I could say every line one by one. So um, I ended up hitting the sauna before the scene, kind of dry myself out, get rid of all the uh, booze. And, you know, I went in, you know, clear-headed and uh, ready to work. And I, I pulled it off. But thank God Ernie had most of the lines. Remember when actors used to just have regular old teeth? I mean, uh, look at those. Look at those yellow chompers. One tooth kind of like behind the others. Nowadays, you know, the teeth on uh, movie stars all look like piano keys. I mean, they're just perfectly capped and white and just kind of, you know, as a movie fan, just kind of takes me out of it. Um, it's hard to even relate to these people. And, you know, booze made a... Uh, Made me lose about two teeth over time, and uh, so maybe I'm a little hung up on it, but... All right, we got another commercial here. Another goddamn cell phone commercial. Jesus Christ, how many of these play every fucking day? I mean, is there anybody on the goddamn planet that doesn't have a cell phone yet? You know? Or can maybe hold on to the one they've got for more than, you know, six months? My God, I mean, just... Christ, filling up the Pacific with, you know, discarded T-Mobile uh, Androids and, you know, uh, fucking Blackberries or whatever those were. I, they're still, those are still popular. That's kind of surprising. All right. That's enough about cell phone shit. We're back. We're back from break. There's a fire going in the fireplace, you know, just kind of keep you up to date here. Make sure we're all on the same moment. Just a bunch of sh- heterosexual airmen drinking cheap champagne. Roper? wonder if that's a nod to Three's Company. I know that I was supposed to have lines here, but I fuck if I can remember them. So these guys were great to just improvise this whole scene. You can guess what uh, was really supposed to happen. I had a four and a half page monologue and uh, it was getting later in the day, the shooting day and creeping up, you know, past 7.30 and I just, I just said, I just looked directly into the camera, you know, so the DP and the director could see me say this uh, with, you know, no irony. I said, fuck it. And I left. No regrets, really. I mean, it's a, not everybody needs to be Pacino, you know, chewing up the scene, going hoo-ah and stuff. I mean, sometimes the silent guys, you know, can hold uh, your attention. People like Keanu and uh, Clint and uh, Mario Lopez. So, but, you know, that was a big, uh, my agent had to get involved and the network was pissed because, you know, uh, I, was, I also was apps in the next two days uh, after this uh, little uh, stunt, so...
It's a guy I'm acting with. He was a real prick. Um, I later was in a movie with him called Ice Cream Man. A uh, real piece of shit. But, uh, yeah, we just never got along. And I think his scenes actually were cut from Ice Cream Man, if I remember correctly, because uh, I really raised a stink uh, with the star Clint Howard. I said, I'm not working with this guy, so you either get this no-name cocksucker in your movie or you get Jan Michael. And I'll tell you what, he's got a hell of a time uh, once he finally dies and comes up to heaven because Jan Michael does not uh, does not forget. Let me tell you that. I hold, I hold a grudge way past the grave. When I drank, I used to kind of stagger away like that until I lost my leg from alcoholism. And then, uh, you know, it's kind of harder to do Irish goodbyes in wheelchairs because, you know, everyone's got to sort of get out of the way and they hear you rolling and stuff. It's embarrassing, really. Is her name Me Hung? <laughs> that used to be my uh, AOL uh, sign-in name. Boy, do I miss chat rooms. Those, uh, those were fun. That was a good way to meet women, especially in uh, Los Angeles in the 90s. Now everybody just, you know, sends dick pics or something. But that's that's it, shit always becomes public. I remember those chat rooms could be. You felt safe. You felt secure to be a dirtbag. Is it is that monk? No, no, it's not. I'm not sure if this is supposed to be played for laughs. Now, you know, this this uh, show came out almost two years before uh, Top Gun. And that was a huge hit and uh, sort of catapulted Tom Cruise to, uh, you know, Hollywood stardom. But, uh, you know, I'd like to think that we were first in, you know, kind of aerial uh, entertainment. Is that how you exit a plane? Just like stepping on the wing? That doesn't seem wise. If you uh, if you look closely enough, 
on the left side of my uh, mouth there is a, you know, uh, what, what doctors call a herpy. Um, what I call uh, evidence I don't look too closely when I uh, go down on a woman. <clears throat> Makeup uh, department, you know, tried to do their best. But uh, that was, happened to be on a day, as I had mentioned earlier, we did a little switch over, you know, got rid of the, uh, you know, the killjoy women who didn't laugh at my uh, pantsless joke and uh, brought in some fellas, you know, some, you know, red-blooded uh, American guys who uh, lived together in West Hollywood. But this particular day, we didn't have either of them, so I went to go you know, sans makeup and my herpy is uh, broadcasted to 13 million people on a major television network. duty <laughs> you know it's so funny I was just thinking about this little prank I played on Alex Cord one day uh, you know uh, when nobody was looking we were kind of in between setups he had put the uh, prop glasses there the the little black screen down and walked away to have a smoke and uh, with nobody looking I grabbed the glasses and uh popped out that little, uh, you know, black shade part, and in the palm of my hand, kind of stuck it down my pants, the rear end of my pants, and, uh, you know, let a little toot go right on the glass there, and then was able to sneak it, pop it back into the glasses, and, you know, put them back where I found them, you know, without anybody noticing, and then Alex came back so we could do the next scene. And I mean, for the rest of the day, he was just constantly looking around, you know, like trying to figure out who had just farted, you know, not knowing that it was on that, uh, his glasses. Uh, it ended up giving him pink eye. So he was out for a couple of days after that really fucked up uh, production. Well, look at that. Another effing commercial. Happy to say not for cell phones. Um, for Dove uh, body wash. Is it me? Like, body wash seems to be split down gender lines, huh? I mean, there's wash for women, wash for men. I mean, what happened to, uh, you know, the good old days when you just had one bar of lava and the whole goddamn family used it to scrub every genital and, you know, neck all right, we're back. I'm driving a blue van at uh, incredibly unsafe speeds considering uh, I was, you know, hammered to the gills. Uh, but yeah, just so we're all on the same moment here. Now, this, now this is, uh, I don't want to get into filmmaking, but did we need any of that? I think it was uh, the French guy named John Godard who said... Uh, you know, just cut out the boring stuff and get right to it. And there's the excitement. So why didn't we have a little knock? This guy comes out, I punch him. I mean, that's, there's a nice rhythm to that. As opposed to, you know, me walking from the car to the door. That's a real snoozer. But sometimes, you know, you got, you got to make it show uh, X, amount of time, uh, X amount of minutes. So maybe that was just filler. 
there's that herpy, you can clearly see it. Jesus Christ. Okay, we're in um, Amri Lakak. Is that even a real place? That sounds completely made up. <clears throat> the the Ruskies really been uh, the main villain in TVs and movies for a long time. I guess there were a few uh, few years there uh, after 2001 when it was the Muslims, but uh, you know that we quickly moved on from them and went back right back to old Mother Russia, you know, the Soviet Union. I gotta say the uh, production value with this television show is fantastic. I mean, these—I mean, I don't know what the budget was, but all these guns look great, and these uh, vehicles look like you know military-grade vehicles of, of the time, you know, pre-Humvee. Uh, they, yeah, they did not skimp on uh, props and stuff. So, you know, props to them. I am a little uncomfortable with this kid's uh, uh, faux Asian accent. Boy, I mean, I am not one to uh, ring the woke bell, but my goodness, that is uh, straight-up racism. Oh, so it's this guy's uh, kid. Okay. All right. It's a very cool uh, blue Hawaiian uh, shirt. I wonder where that shirt is right now. I mean, how much of this shit is floating in the ocean right now, you know? Same with all those cell phones. So she's with him, and they made that blonde-haired kid? Anybody else confused? I am. Uh, it's embarrassing, too, because, uh, you know, this is all going on the commentary, and I can't imagine the Peacock's going to be happy with my uh, critiques, but uh, I got to say, this is a little convoluted. Now, one thing you can't see is my other hand, which is, you know, 
leaning high up above uh, against the glass there. And uh, that hand was a trembling. Uh, yeah, I was dealing with some DTs, delirium tremors this morning. And uh, it's not in both hands, but uh, the one that, you know, was shaken. They were like, well, just put it above your head, you know, out of shot. So... You know I'm going to have one. No? Maybe I was supposed to. That was a good scene. I was good in that. Uh, again, you know, that that guy has one line. You know, totally, you could have just had anybody ADR that. And you got to pay that guy probably five grand, you know, 1984 uh, years, you know. You know, we work on these budgets, you know, to put on a quality program, but also, you know, be able to do it for as long as we can. And I just think it's like cuts like that that could be made not affect the story at all. Got some good humor there from Ernie. Yeah, I'm just peeling rubber here, and uh, we're about to go hop an airwolf and uh, show these pilots how it's done, you know. That's a beautiful shot. So how we shot this is, uh, that's all green screen back there. And uh, we just got a bunch of interns, you know, crouched down uh, out of frame and just shaking the car. And then I kind of act like uh, I'm driving. And one take, you know, as you can tell so far, I'm a little bit of a prankster. And, uh, you know, one time I just did the scene without holding, you know, with my hands off the steering wheel and they yelled cut and they were like, how, you know, you're driving the goddamn thing. And so then the next take, uh, I did the same thing and they yelled cut and they're like, what don't you understand? You know, to drive, you got to have your hands on the, uh, steering wheel. And I just nodded, uh, down to my crotch and I had uh, a fully erect penis, you know, uh, on the steering wheel. And that's how I was, uh, you know, guiding it and stuff, and everybody had a good laugh. Uh, by, this, by this time, we had gotten rid of every single woman uh, on set, and uh, 
we were just having a boys club, you know, it was just, it constantly everyone was pulling their penises out, uh, some flaccid, some hard, you know, we'd all flick them and, you know, uh, you know, trying to get some bagels from craft service and toss them on the erect penis, you know, just good, good fun stuff like that, that, you know, to be honest, we wouldn't have been able to do if we had, you know, kept those women on in their positions. So, uh, you know, it just made it just, you know, it made it an enjoyable experience working on Airwolf. We were a good team, you know. You don't hear about us a lot. Ah, oh, shit! Fucking commercial, mutant it. Uh, yeah, me and Ernie, we were good. I think we were every bit as good as uh, Laurel and Hardy and uh, Abbott and Costello and uh, Nichols and May and uh, Clinton Gore. I mean, you you name me a good uh, a good Sanford and Son. Yeah, any any sort of famous combo. I think we were right up there. What worked is like we had different energy, right? He was high energy, always cracking a joke, and I was uh, quiet and stoic and uh, half in the bag. Our commercial is uh, just about wrapping up here. And, uh, yep, here we go. Nope. Now we're back. Okay. Uh, the helicopter is flying low between the mountains. <laughs> I don't think Ernie was ever uh, nominated for any awards for uh, being in this show. You know, Golden Globes, no Emmys, no uh, Cable Ace. That's a real, uh, that's a shame, you know. I think next time I see him, I'm going to tell him how great I think he is in this show. And uh, he, he deserves some recognition and... Uh, I'm not exactly sure next time I'm going to see him, though. Uh, I'm trying to, you know, stay away from the old booze. And, uh, you know, he's, he seems to be uh, night and day in these bars up here. You know, John Barleycorn just uh, affects different people in different ways, you know. Uh, Ernie can, you know, drink a bottle of schnapps and rip off his shirt and beat his barrel chest and everybody loves him and he doesn't have a you know a mean streak in him wake up the next day feel like a million bucks and drink a coffee and do it all over again and old J. Michael here you know just one drink is never enough and uh, I become a little bit of a different person you know the phrase Jekyll and Hyde was 
often said uh, in reference to my drinking and uh, a lot of blackouts, a lot of blackouts. Uh, I would say probably uh, 91 to 97 or 8, and that's just one big entire blackout. I remember doing a uh, interview with uh, maybe it was Access Hollywood or somebody, and they had brought up a car accident that I had been in uh, years prior, and I just had no recollection. No, I had no idea what the hell she was talking about. But uh, I mean, I believe it happened. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's uh, I, I, you know, I hate to constantly bring up the drinking, and, and we've got about eighty-two more episodes, and there will be a lot more uh, alcohol talk. But I guess I'm just saying it because one, I, I did leave a. I, I did leave live a, uh, you know, pretty wild and interesting life. And at the same time, I paid the price for it. So, but if you are out there and you need a, you feel like you're off the deep end, you know, get yourself some help. Uh, you know. All right, all right. Let's go back. Uh, so we're about to get into some action here with this uh, Russian porn actor uh, looking looking around. Another thing this show has is a hell of a soundtrack. I, I, I kind of like this pulsating uh, music. Whoa, Jesus. Hope none of you have uh, epilepsy. That would have caused a situation, probably. It's amazing how far we come. I mean, that looked like a, a Nintendo game. And now, of course, we got VR and Oculus and all that stuff. And uh, I mean, people, I mean, where do you see that going? You know, people living their entire lives in an alternate reality. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not totally upset. I got out when I got out. No sound effects there. Anybody else notice that? Well, I'm guessing this is a motif of the show to sort of go full-on montage and have the music play. I'm going to blast these guys. I mean, I'm just shooting the shit out of everybody. This would be a major uh, global uh, situation, I think, in real life. Nice. Now, what's weird is they're shooting the same gun, but they make different sounds. Do you hear that? I mean, Ernie's was sort of like... And the uh, Ruskies, theirs is uh, I think you would have, want to have a little consistency there.
Now, bitch, you've been trying to shoot at Airwolf this whole time and not even a dent. You think you just stand right in front of it and shoot it? Oh, yeah, that's we're having fun with him. I, I remember suggesting, what if Airwolf gave the guy a titty twister? And uh, the director was confused at first. He thought I wanted to give the guy a titty twister. I said, no, I meant the helicopter. Maybe the helicopter has, you know, a little uh, extension like an arm. You know, like one of those uh, little uh, carnival toys or whatever, which just kind of clacking, you know you could grab stuff with. So that would extend out of Earwolf. Um, I guess somehow quickly take off uh, the Russian guy's uh, pea coat and undo his tie and unbutton his shirt. But, uh, and just give him a, an old uh, purple nurple or whatever they were called. Anyway, long, this is to just get to that that got shot down really quickly. Yeah, you'll know your dad when you see him because uh, your mom's a complete Asian and your dad's a fat Irish, uh, or I don't know what he is, maybe maybe he's Italian, but I mean, none of them look like you, buddy. I mean, look at me, look how goddamn good looking I am. That was a tough line to say because I had a little bit of vomit uh, coming up, but I was able to push it down and say the say the rest of it. So it is my kid, right? What the, what is going on here? The kid looks like he belongs to none of us. I'm trying not to cry as a character and as an actor, I'm trying not to vomit. Well, that is sweet as hell, isn't it? Well, that's in the end of it. I mean, that's, uh... That was the heck, here comes the theme song. More shots of the kid running around anyway. Episode's over. Uh, all right, thanks for listening, and uh, we will be back uh, next week with uh, episode four, entitled Bite of the Jackal. Another uh, cool uh, episode title. Uh, thanks for listening, uh, on behalf of the Peacock, and, uh, I have not figured out a sign-off yet, uh, so just in lieu of that, I'll just say I'm Jan Michael, and, uh, thanks for listening.